Right, Adam Ugh. Simon, the guy who the the player, the movie the player pokes fun at. And um Yeah, you can you tell that story again cuz that's a great story you had mentioned in last week's episode. Well, I mean, it's just it was part of the movie. Uh the the player was Tim Tim Robbins and it his he's Griffin Mill and uh they're shooting some movie and he just says, "Who let Adam Simon on the lot?" They're just stabbing him. Okay, here's a meeting. <laughs> here's a meeting and this guy wants to know uh where Dr. Jane Tiptree is because she's gone missing. Ah. Uh. She has, huh? Dr. Jane Tip. Do they call her? Tree. It's a taser. Dr. Jane Tiptree. Well, you oh, we tried everything. The, um, There's no response. <laughs> we, yeah, right. Did you page her? It's, it's, yes, it's 1993. Of course we paged her. We paged her. We faxed her. We sent a telegram. What else can we do? Now, Let's you remember the, the Eunice Corporation from last movie. Um, Certainly, they were doing a lot of brain dead experimentation, right, uh, on a serial killer, or something. And it had know, an infinity symbol like the sideways eight. Yeah, he made a big deal out of that. Out of Simon. Yes, the infinity. Did it show up at Carnosaur? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, right now, the guy from Eunice Corporation is saying, "Yeah, we got Doctor Jane Tiptree. Uh, we." See, it says Eunice on the camera. Yeah, look at there it is. It says, it's going to say Eunice. So this is part of the everything. So this is part of the Adam Simon verse. Yes. Okay, Diane Ladd. She is Doctor Jane Tiptree. It says it right there, Carl. She's working in secret for Eunice. And she has to have total seclusion, and they're not allowed to know what she's working on for three years, or they lose the rights yeah. of their patents. So Five Bucks says she never leaves this set. Five Bucks? I have not seen movie. that vet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did. And how many times have you seen Carter for? I've seen it four times. This is my fifth time. Oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, well, it was great having you, Carl. Let's just stop for sure. <laughs> I think this is an elaborate prank. I just wanted you to watch Carter Store from five times. Da, 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 da. Thank you. Wow. Uh, we just came in to clean up. <laughs> Diane, oh, no, they're on TV. Five days on this film, five days, and she was right there in that uh, set the whole time. And she's top villain, and, and she's, you know, I, full disclosure, I did see this movie in the theater in 1993. Wow. Uh, and she was the best part in it. Okay. So, you know, uh, one of the things we should mention is that Corman is the master of uh, just ripping off the current movies, and this came out the same weekend as Jurassic Park, which uh, gave him enough free publicity. Well, look, theatrically released, and I right. saw it. Yeah. I just want to say that the guy I, who did I saw it in Brooklyn. Two, the guy who did Cars Life Two, he's the master. He's the master. But uh, Roger. You're right. Car no, I take that back. In Go ahead and tell him. 
You tell everybody, like, Jurassic Park was coming out. Yeah, so Jurassic Park was coming out, and his idea was to release a, a killer dinosaur movie of his own, Carnosaur. And it played at the Brookline, in Brookline, Massachusetts, there's a movie house, like an art house, and they showed it. And everyone, including myself, lined up because here's a chance to see a Roger Corman movie in 1993 in the theater. And we were really excited. It was a new Corman. Uh, and this was before he, he was cranking out sci-fi movies and he had other mediums to deliver his films. But uh, the movie was terrible. I mean, I, I, at least from what I remember, it was an awful experience. But we experienced it together. Right. You remember right. Oh, Tim. You know, traditionally on this show, we I ask you at the end of the movie, did you like this movie? But I, I'm going to cut all pretensions and just ask you in the first ten minutes of our watching, what uh, did you think of the film? No, I did not. Uh, this was not well done. No. All right. Okay. So we're prepped because I have seen this and I, I agree. This is really not well done. So we'll There's see why still uh, as the film goes on. There's reasons to like it, and it's good yeah. on your show, but it's just not enough to be like – I mean, I wouldn't watch it a sixth time. <laughs> what about the sequels? Are you going to see Carnosaur 2 or Carnosaur 3? Nope. You're right about that. There was Carnosaur 2 and Carnosaur 3, and then there were two spinoffs. They just didn't call them Carnosaur. One was called Raptor, and one was called The Eden Formula. So that makes five films – off of thanks to Jurassic Park was gonna one day come out. Wow, <laughs> that's a nut. Yeah. Uh, you know this plant looks pretty foul. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. So poultry plant. Something is missing, you see, and Jane Tiptree wants it back, and so they're saying nobody is in and out of the place. So the driver goes, "Come on, bud." I got to be in such and such in five hours and I'm late, you know. So he let him out. So in the back of this chicken truck is something mysterious. Uh, does it rhyme with dinosaur? <laughs> it does rhyme with dinosaur, yes. <laughs> Actually, dinosaur and carnosaur. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. yeah. I always thought this was this carnosaur, like it was made out of meat. Yeah, he's a carnivore. Carnivore. Yeah. Carnivore. But he. So, but he doesn't eat plants, then, right? He's not an omnivore. He's not an omnivore. No. Omnivore. I'm starting an all-plant-based diet, Mike. Did I tell you about that? No, Carl. You didn't tell me about your all-plant diet. Yeah, I mean. Well, by all-plant-based, I mean only foods that have been manufactured in a food processing plant. Awesome. <laughs> like mac and cheese, yeah. mac and cheese. Oh yeah, sure, but of course, but uh, but but no, especially funyuns. Funyuns are the shit, yo. <laughs> they're all they're all natural. I mean, they're not made out of like imaginary stuff. No, they're made out of fun. Yeah. Okay, so what's happened is what's escaped from. Jane Tiptree's lab uh, has now killed. It killed chickens, and then it killed the chicken driver. Now, here's Brain Dead. Really? He looks cool, man. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought that was Arnold Schwarzenegger for a second. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, be drinking beer. 
Oh, he's not even drinking beer. He's going for the hard stuff. No, that's a beer. He says, better a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. A bottle. Oh, boy. Aaron Simon, he, he fucking got the continuity going. That's a reference to his previous film, where he got a lobotomy, or he gave a lobotomy. He gave, gave a lobotomy. Okay, now, this guy's job is to protect all the heavy equipment on this mountain where they're strip mining, and the hippy-dippy guys uh-huh. are, like, fucking with them because they don't like the big corporation. And that's why he's shooting at them? Right. Seems extreme. Well, it's keeping them away can't, from like, wait. the site, you know. Yeah. So he could wave, like, a, a stick at him. Dang, hippies. Now, this... Oh, no, he's a killdozer. <laughs> That's right. Good one, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that was a switch. Let's, uh, let's hope he... Oh, phew. Oh no, it's the Killdozer soundtrack. Blip, 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 blip. Oh no, it's now, now it's followed by the band Killdozer. Knuckles was a dog, was a very fine dog. Remember no. how they all looked the same? Like they got one actor to save money? Jesus Christ, that was the second time I did extensive research, and I just couldn't tell any of those guys apart. <laughs> See how it's four just people in that movie. You know, on a, on a heavy loader? Yeah. Okay, he's found a prisoner. And she's... Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Kelly Kristen. It's uh, Jennifer Runyon. Like a good day, Monet. And she was in Ghostbusters. Jennifer Runyon? Do you remember they were doing that test? The, uh, yeah. Like, what, a couple she of wavy too. lines? Like, what do I have on the card? She was... The, right. Yeah, the flirt flirt bait for uh, Bill Murray. That's a memorable scene. Yeah. But that was like 11 years prior to this. That was 84. Uh, nine years. 84, yeah. And then she was on Charles in Charge from 84 to 87 as... Um, well, why, way to bury the lead, Carl. Way to bury the lead. Of course I know who she is. She's from <laughs> Charles in Charge, the first family. And she was Cindy Brady in A Very Brady Christmas, 1988. This is her last thing she ever Cindy. did on camera. She, she quit after this. Wow. Well, let's uh, be grateful that she's in this movie then. Yes. Very Brady Christmas. Yeah, Jennifer Funyon. <laughs> Funyon's already... Did she, she play Marsha? Did she replace somebody? Did Funyon replace somebody? No. Heir to the, heiress to the Funyon. As you know from reading uh, Hollywood Dogs That Drink, Cindy... Yes, had they had a tiger for Brady Bunch. Right. Cindy was a... You know, Cindy fell into ruin after the Brady Bunch, and she tried to sleep with... What's that dog's name? Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, remember she was like yanking on his pocket rocket. It's in the book. Uh, so they needed somebody to be Cindy because Cindy was <laughs> now na- nowhere to be found. And that was Jennifer Runyon. Interesting. Now this is the coroner. Wow, that's a claim to fame. 
It is. Yeah. And I don't know why she went away. Her name is Thrush in this film. Like, it's their hippie name. Her oh. real name is Anne. And this guy is a professional coroner who doesn't wear goggles or masks when cutting out shit. Good, <laughs> good to know. Right, his mask is down. Even, yeah, even Quincy puts up, ties his fucking mask up. Right. You know, every time they go to a corner in any movie. It's never got blood on it. Medical exam. No blood on it. Yeah, look, I'm going to use I I don't have time to uh, take my glove off, so I'll just use the rotary phone now. (laughs) Yeah, and spread the germ. Nine, eight, smear. My favorite part of medical examiners in movies, they're always eating a sandwich when they show up. (laughs) What do you got? Well, you know, right? Because it wants to show that they're so used to gore. Yeah, right. They don't even care. And they also don't mind when, like, Dirty Harry shows up. Oh, Harry, hey, way to break up the monotony of my day. I just went through two corpses. Yeah, of course I'll talk about this body. Now, the guy who wrote a book called Carnosaur was approached to write the screenplay in 1991 uh, by Corman's wife, Julie, but they didn't do anything with it until Jurassic Park. He bought the rights to this in 91, but it just sat around, and then when, when Jurassic Park was coming out, okay, there was this guy, Mike Elliott, he's the co-producer, and he, and he says that Corman was like, now's the time to shoot because he, you know, he knew he could make the movie faster than anyone else and get it out there, and he could, he could eat the hype of Jurassic Park. Well, because Jurassic Park was hype to begin with. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, you, you know, my late father was a... Uh, entertainment journalist and did some book reviews and we would get some press copies mm-hmm. and we received like a, an advanced copy of it and it was like a hot item you know what I mean like even before the publication everybody knew that Michael Crichton had cranked out like a mega yeah. movie uh, mega you know because it was so it was a it was very hot property yeah and it was it was already optioned by the time it hit hardcover uh, the first initial release it was already optioned to be a movie yeah. so now, you know, this book, Carnosaur, uh, predates Jurassic Park by six years. It was written six years earlier mm. than Michael Crichton's book. Do you think Crichton ripped him off? No. <laughs> like, he did, like he did the previous book, My Wife's in a Coma? Oh, what great. a great idea. <laughs> no, wasn't it like a... Michael Crichton did uh, – he's a weird guy, like, pop culture-wise, because not yeah. only is he, like, a popular, famous novelist, but he wrote and directed his own movies, Westworld and Coma. Oh. He was, like, a mega-movie director for, for Streak. Andronica Stream, is that him? Westworld? I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. That's intense. I, I just got to tell you what happened. The doc – this sure. guy was a doctor, but he, he's he's a drunk, so now he's just guards uh, the you know the heavy equipment. But the girl ran away because he passed out drunk, right? So the cop right. took him and said, "Do you see the girl here?" Now clearly he did see the girl, but he lied and said, "Nah, she isn't here." So now. Charles in Charge girl, Jennifer Funyon, has got a crush on the doc, is grateful to the doc. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, so this starts their bond. 
That's right. This starts their bond, sure. which will grow throughout the film. Here we are doing the work you know, of the heavy loader place. Okay, so yeah, Buck is cool of course concept. drunk again, and Funyun shows up mm -hmm. to say thanks. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Michael Crichton did direct uh, Westworld. Wow, I was uh, I was correct. I loved yeah, that. He was movie. like an unstoppable force. Yeah, the first one's good, and then you know the future world was shot in my university, I believe. Uh, Brad Knight is used Brad. Yeah, they had an auditorium that was so future-like. It appeared in Brandeis. Brandeis, that's. I went to school at Brand. Yeah, right. Brandeis. You know how like you buy brand name rice, Brandeis. <laughs> Michael they, took a chance on an, uh, and rolled the Brandeis. <laughs> yeah, snake eyes. So you know, like uh, their grad, one of their grad auditorium is like futuristic looking, and they use it for the movie. And it's like, whoa, look at Peter Fonda, he's in the future. Yeah. So wait, future world. Now I saw Westworld. Uh, I right, better that's write that down. Will Brenner. Future was the sequel. Well, there was like a TV show in 1980 called Beyond Westworld. Yeah, like it had a life of its own. Like it, the HBO show, which I enjoy, wasn't the only uh, Westworld TV show. Okay, Future World sounds very familiar, but you know what it was like. Westworld was big, and then there was a porno called Sex World, really, which I haven't seen. And then there was a, a sequel to Westworld, theatrical release called Future World, and then there was Beyond Westworld. Okay, Beyond Westworld, yeah, which was I, TV, a movie also? No, it was five episodes. Well, it was, uh, I think it was, it was a 1980 TV series. I just know of it because I know the uh, okay. Westworld universe, but I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's on the YouTube. Future World? Or you type it in the streaming service. Okay. Beyond Future uh No, Future World is the sequel. Yeah, yeah. And Beyond, then Beyond Westworld. Westworld, that's it. So Bronson, who wrote this book, panel? he didn't like this. Yeah. He didn't like it at all. This adaptation, in order to do things cheaply, they Bronson's book had a lot of dinosaurs. This one only has two dinosaurs. Right. Uh, uh, Gertie the dinosaur from Windsor McKay's cartoons right. and Barney and and Barney, and Barney the dinosaur. Yeah. For the two decades, uh, two centuries. All right, now Barney is getting pissed, and well, there goes Barney attacks. Oh no, and Barney Vision. What a 90s attack. It looks like an ad for. <laughs> oh my god, he's covered in fudge. He's wiping fudge all over everything. Oh no, the Carnosaur's ripping into her guts. Way yeah. to go. Eating, yeah. Now Simon. that was a hand sure puppet. So many hand puppet, really, for real? Yeah, they did a lot of. Uh, they did a remote controlled puppet. They did a man in a suit. They did a a full size, like sixteen foot tall robot. They did a lot of different things to make. There it is. Yeah. 
But that was the hand puppet right now. That Well, I don't know what that particular shot was, but anytime the dinosaur's up close and doing like a eating thing, it's it's the hand puppet. What kind of, how tall is the gentleman that was in the dinosaur suit? I mean, that was like a baby dinosaur. Yes, that's right, because this is early in the film, and the thing is growing. Mm. You see, the, the, I was trying to tell you about the car, uh, the car, coroner. Um, like, he isn't sure what did it, because the thing, it was like, um, like maybe the size of a bobcat, but it but it sort of looks like lizard bites. It, you know he, so later on he'll be like, this is the same thing, but the mite bites are much bigger. He, that'll keep occurring, and he's like, hold me, either there's more than one or this thing is growing. <laughs> okay. Well, so what do you think it is? You've seen this movie. It's yeah. It's growing. <laughs> so Eunice Corporation is now learning that they found a genetic marker in, you know, people who are getting killed. Uh, and it's... Did it say Office Depot marker? That's pretty genetic. <laughs> it was universal product symbol. Um, <laughs> and so if it's true, that means a chicken is killing people. Back to a guy eating chicken on the road. Right, and he's saying, you should have some. It's good for your health. Look, that's the guy in the suit. Ah, uh, right. Is the other guy Seth Green? Oh, that's the guy in the suit, really? Yeah, and there's Funyun walking home. She and went to say tell her because she's in a bright orange bag. But they fought. They fought about environmentalism. So she's walking. So she's out of here. Yeah. She's all pissed. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Right. Well, she's Cindy now, not Jan. But just for Christmas, and it was a very Brady Christmas because he was – It uh, was 1988, Cindy. yeah, just before – Ah, uh, that's way – that's long in the tooth, Brady Bunch special. Yes, exactly. You know, they, the they, nostalgia they, – yeah, and the thing is, like, they still crank it out. There was an HGTV show where they bought the Brady's exterior house, mm -hmm. and then they had the cast of the original cast of Brady Bunch come in, and they re redid it to resemble the house. That's so set. like them to do that because they listen. Th that movie was that television show was popular, and when it when it was in syndication and on at like five o'clock every day, it turned into nostalgia for it right they cashed in on that every chance they could right no sure well a very pretty sequel in the uh, the first pretty much movie from the 90s they're both great yeah do you remember the stupid parody yeah, they... movie it which was one? it was like 2000 the brady's remember the guy goes yeah i think we're thinking of car jack and he goes, well, of course it's a car, right. but my name's not Jack. My it's name's... Greg. Greg Brady. Sure, I thought, I thought that came out. I, that's the movie I'm talking about. Uh, but I think that came out in the 90s. Hmm. So I, that's possible. I do know. Yeah. Yeah, I think so because you, you I was talking about the... PSE and G. Yeah, you're my, yeah, I think you're right. I'll look it up. 
Now they're yeah. finding a dead guy by the road. Of course, he was eaten by a carnosaur. Well, yeah. You could you could tell because there's like carnosaur chomps everywhere on his body. <laughs> carnosaur chomps. And they they tip. <laughs> the carnosaur tip ten percent, which you know they're lousy tippers when they eat. They're lousy tippers, those carnosaur. So John Bronson was in 1984 was doing a like book signing tour. And Roger Corman was like, hmm, what's this? That's when he took notice of him. And then his wife, Julie, you know, his Roger Corman said, sick him. And she, like, made a deal <laughs> on a, at a bar written on a napkin. Wow, that's classic. In 91, yeah. And that's what Diane Ladd read. They, what about the script? Do they use actual paper for the script or do they just no. on the napkins? Right. They used the napkins. <laughs> wow, a carnosaur just ate the shit out of a... Oh, that's the puppet? Uh, I didn't pay attention to tell you, but if it's up close and, like, chewing out guts, it's the puppet. With someone's hand up his... Gotcha. Way. I love the font. It reminds me of, like, unskippable game scenes. Like, come on, I want to get to the action. <laughs> So he's telling the senator that this is the best blueberry pie he's ever tasted because it's, like, got a thin layer of goat embryo protecting it. And then the senator's like, bleh, gross. Yeah. I might as well say I, I had semen, my semen in the pie, senator. <laughs> Get bleh. I think we're. I think I'm a couple of seconds behind you, but that's okay. I'll live. It's because Paul does the countdown. He goes three, two, one. Then he goes whatever the fuck. You know he he doesn't right. He's got you in a rhythm. Three, two, one, and then you click. But no, he goes good, good, go. Right. Like you know, he always does that. Why does he, he's the countdown king? So he gets everybody. He's the countdown off. king. He's the you know extra sending numerals. Yeah. Well, you know, he is the maestro of descending numerals, so saying the word go, he's a little wonky on it. So the thing is, Mike, how many times have you and I, right, we get go, we should be 100% synced, and, you know, like that doesn't happen when it's the uh, Brumbot, right? Oh, well, I don't know about that. I'm not going to vouch again. I'm not going to pit human, bot against human. Don't worry, he's not going to listen to this show. Okay, so we're back to Jane Tiptree. Um, Diane Ladd. I see it, it says that. What's, what's her latitude? Uh, and What's her latitude and, and longitude? Well, it, where, wherever this lab is, that's her all, the only place she's going to... Okay, now we find out that right. she's a son of a bitch. She's got the guy who let the dinosaur go. And she's like right. kidnapped his daughter, and now he's a prisoner. How, how does he kidnap the daughter without leaving the lab? I don't know. And then she's like making him feel terrible. Seeing she's like, yes, feel angry. Allow yourself to feel that. She's being such an a hole, <laughs> and she lies that the daughter's alive, and then. Has a dinosaur eat this guy? <laughs> so, um, 
me get this straight, Carl, because you have seen this movie five times. Yes. She says, how did your carelessness cause dinosaurs to eat people? And that is cardinal sin. So right. I'm going to have a dinosaur eat you. Right. That's right. I'm going to kidnap your daughter to get you here. I'm going to lie to you about her health and well-being, and then I'm going to have a dino eat you. See, that's just like, why can't you just have the dino eat you? Why do you have to kidnap the daughter? Like, what are you going to do? Like, okay, uh, there's no ransom money because your father's been eaten by a carnosaur. <laughs> Eunice Corporation. Look, uh, he's in like a... Yeah. Is it a super collider? Yeah, you think they shot that in a super collider? This... I would doubt it. You can it. see a scientist in the background going. Line. You can see a scientist in the background going, listen, Julie, we're just doing this for the money. <laughs> yeah, we took Corman's money. But they were in and out in two hours. Oh, my name is Adam Simon. I've directed Diane Ladd. <laughs> oh, well, come on in. Please. St. Peter opens the doors for you. Well, he also... He was in Carnotaur. Uh, oh! He wrote the script called Bones. It was a Snoop Dogg vehicle. Uh, he did The Haunting in Connecticut in 2009. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that movie. <laughs> okay, he created... Oh, that was the scariest tricep. He created and produced the TV series Salem, 2014 to 2017. That's pretty good. I got, Yeah, I remember that. I, I do know that Haunting in Connecticut is probably the scariest tri-state movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to say that. I tried to state it. I try state I tried to I tried to I tried. I tried. You can... You yeah, know what's funny? Connecticut thinks Connecticut. it's New England. Isn't that funny? No, it's Tri-State. I know, it's in, two, it's in both New England and Lucky Them. And they Tri-State. think they're New England. So you get, really they get two kinds of... Com well, if you still watch uh, terrestrial TV on, in Connecticut, you get two kinds of ads. One aimed for the Tri-State and one aimed right. for the New England. New England. They think the Patriots represent them. As soon as you yeah. drive into well, Connecticut, right, it's like a border town. You drive uh -huh. in there, you start seeing all these old-timey uh, uh, New England-style architecture. <laughs> it, Everyone's drinking moxie cola. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, like, weird potato chips. Like, this, these aren't wise. Where's the right. wise potato chips? Yeah. Oh, you're in Connecticut now. Cape Cod can potato have... chips. Because we're... So it's, it's old like mother trying to say, like, see, see, you've arrived. Yup, uh-huh, you're here, New England. No, 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 Connecticut. You're a border town. Well, I always thought it was like in New Jersey, you could say, well, there's northern New Jersey and there's southern New Jersey. Right. But is there like something in Connecticut that's like half tri-state the state and then half New England the state? Good question. I wouldn't know. Good, good question. Uh. Look, Ron Howard's uh, uh -oh. brother, Gentle Ben. Quinn. Uh, Star Trek reference. That is our Star Trek Remember when he was four years old? Ooh, and that chili was in Gen Next Generation. <laughs> His name is Fryer in this. Oh, by the way, everyone's been sneezing. Like, everybody has a cold. That'll play into the... 
That'll play into the plot. Yeah. But not in a good way, I take it. You remember Gentle Ben? You're just a I'm just a little older than you. You probably missed Gentle Ben. Yeah, I mean there were repeats, but I don't think I I watched it as heavily as I did say the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Well duh. No, but Gentle Ben was when I was just old enough to like realize TV was a thing. Like I'm just a little I think I'm two years older than you, is that right? Yeah, maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe a year and a half. When are you born? 68? Late 68. Late 68, and I'm early so October. 66. So, yeah, it's less. Hey, look, it's the producer and his wife in the movie. <laughs> That's right. It's not. But it's just some goof. Uh, okay, so you probably know it's him. From, uh, he was in uh, Apollo 13. Uh, yeah, we we can, we've thought every time John, he's in every one of his brother's movies right. for the most part, and he's Austin Powers, he's like the Ice Cream Man. Yeah, yeah, he's in Austin Powers. Well, he only does a cameo. He'll remember at the end of the Austin Powers movies that like they it sounds like they're going to say penis or dick, and then, right. then they cut to someone else saying something else. Yeah, that was his bit. Yeah, he'll say, "According to the radar, it looks like the rocket is going straight up there." Arsenal. We need more Arsenal. Okay, so they chained themselves. This is the robot. They chained themselves to the um, heavy equipment. And Doc said, you know what? Forget it. There's something. Look, he goes, yeah, hey, my green friend. <laughs> now, look, this guy's name, oh, yeah. his name is Pizza. His name is Pizza. Okay. Yeah. Looks like uh, not delivery. Robot. Oh no. Yeah. Watch his face. Oh. Pizza. Yeah, it looks like roadkill. Yeah, pizza. Looks like pizza. Marinara. Okay, so now the girl it ladies like gonna a... get it. Now you will see an somebody tugging her fuck? foot. You'll see his hand on camera. Okay. Right. All right. Not yet. Not well, yet. Now you should see his hand. A hand. See. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, for look now, at that upskirt. Mom, when she loses her leg, she's like, "Okay, he's he's busy uh, eating my oh, leg." Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I get kind of look at him. He's picking his teeth with it. Yeah, I'm looking like a good stogie. Should, hey, Carl, do you want to pause or something? Because I'm a couple of seconds behind you, but I, I mean, normally I am anyway. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, I'm at 05, 06, 07, 08, 09. What okay. about you? I'm at 06 right now. Okay. So I want you to keep going, and you tell me when you get to 20, okay? Okay, sounds good. I'm going to get there in when you three. Get to 21. Okay, 21. Okay, that sucks. All right. That was not counting. Where are you now? <laughs> well, you, you said 21, but it was at 20. I, uh, you know. Okay, so I'm at 32, 33, 34, 35. What about you? Okay, we're, at the, we're queued up. We're good. Oh, we're good. good. Okay. We got the bridge. He's coughing. He's passing by a pukey body, but he didn't puke. That's pizza. So, 
He's upset because they're all dead. And you know what that means. That means girl's dead. But now he finds her. She isn't. Oh, no. She's our hero. She, she gets the same kind of abuse that everyone else does because she doesn't drop dead instantly. Well, you see that usually these like, two are fighting, right? So now, you know, now it's being shown his real feelings. He really likes her. So this is the coroner talking to the cop about the bites getting bigger. Oh, huh. I wonder if they could figure this out. Quincy. Maybe. So wait, is Carnosaur growing, like, exponentially? Like, yeah. Fast growth. Wow, this acting is pretty wooden. Oh, that's the corpse. Sorry. He's the corpse. <laughs> Good one. Ugh. It's a dinosaur bite. Don't worry, I'm a professional. I worked at Jurassic Park. I've seen this before. <laughs> now, the body count in this is only 32. I think that's pretty low. That's pretty fucking high. It's good. Like, usually these movies, you know, the carnosaur just shows up randomly and then eats one or two, but they've already, he's already eaten a good number of people. Okay. I think. He, I don't know. All right, thirty-two is. You think thirty-two is a fair body count? I uh, yes, sir. I think it's a it's more than generous body count. Oh, by the way, Rod, Roger Ebert said this was the worst movie of '93. Well, I'm going to agree with Mr. Ebert for once. Yeah, and of course it's, that asshole fiscal just to be different was like, I liked it. Get out! How can you like this? Right. Yeah. I mean, really, we've already tipped our hat. We hate this movie, but I mean, how can you hit like? So what she's doing now is finding his drawings and stuff, and being like, maybe he's not such a bad guy. But then she finds like this bloody That's stuff. You. I thought she was like, he did have etchings back in his bedroom. It wasn't bullshit. Uh-oh. Press the X button. Now, that was enough to get rid of Carnosaur. Carnosaur was like, all right, fuck it then. I'll, I can eat plenty of people. I don't need to get shot at. Yeah, hey, man. I'm not bullet sore. I eat meat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why would you feed me bullets? That looks like a region. Not again. No. Why did I let that Carnosaur escape? This guy's name is Raphael Sabarge, and it's S B A R G E. Sabarge. No vowel. that. Yeah, like sub. Well, what's the name of that chain in the East Coast? Sabarge. Oh right, uh, the is that's a hot dog. Uh, S B. You're right. You're right. That was a, remember. I think the Fat Boys went in there and cut screws when they're all you can eat. And they eat. They go to Nathan's in New York in Times Square and eat and eat the wallpaper. I didn't see it on purpose. Uh, okay, now. Trust me, if it was on YouTube, we'd watch it. He's pretending to be a guy who's bringing back to Jane the the dinosaur. Okay, Jane Tiptree. But right. really, it's it's Doc. He wants to know what's going on. Now this part of the, once again we're in biodome we're in biodome 
Oh, wait a minute. So we watched uh, his last movie was also shot in the same location as the right. movie Biodome. Right. Well, he works cheap. I mean, then again, this is a Corman movie, as was the last one. So they, you know, he may not have a say in it. They may say, "Look, we got Biodome it's available." It's a water like, Yeah, okay, great. Plant, and they they rent the place out a lot of times for a lot of movies. The Fugitive. Uh, the list isn't in front of me. I did read it to you last time. I know it's Biodome, and. Uh, there was Star Trek episodes shot there. Um, I forget now. But the thing is, it's nonsensical. What he does, he wants to understand what's going on. So he holds her at gunpoint, goes into her lab, and that's it. He's here for the rest of the film, and basically they have a long conversation. It doesn't make any sense. Really? Yeah, because, well, then, I mean, I remember something happening to Diane Ladd, which we'll have to wait to see, but you don't it happens in the uh, lab, right? <laughs> We've been so good. It? We haven't ruined the ending of this movie. It All right, well, we are 45 it. minutes. Let's go ahead. Go ahead and ruin it, because I want to make sure our listeners listen to the entirety of the movie, and they might abandon us before the end of this. Well, I want to say she'll give birth to a dinosaur, but she won't give birth to it. It'll pop out of her stomach. And it was on purpose. It was of her own design. It's her fiendish plot. See, there's eggs right there. It's kind of foreshadowing. So she got herself impregnated with carnosaur, and she gave birth by dropping a carnosaur egg, and then the carnosaur popped out of it. She got everybody pregnant. She got them sick with a virus, and that virus somehow made a dinosaur grow in every woman. And every woman will give birth to a dinosaur and die. Including this woman. Yeah. the guy's hugging his pregnant wife. That's Holy shit, what a fucking movie. So come for the Jurassic Park ripoff and stay for the forced impregnation of dinosaur baby eggs. Right, through, spread through a contagion virus. Uh, it's to the virus to movie and race and bring dinosaurs back. That's what Jane Tiptree wants this, to do. This movie, holy fuck! That's the actual plot of this movie. Yeah, that is so depressing. I'm so bummed out by that. She's saying right now, I I'm sick too. I have a fever, and he's like, "Go lay down. I'll make my own breakfast." Give me that. <laughs> now he's, he's gonna good, make. He's a good husband. But something weird's gonna happen. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't want to see this. It's gonna be all bloody and shit, right? Or there's gonna be a dino baby in there. That's well. Yeah. Ew. Here's the first one. All right, here we go. Oh, come on, do three eggs, man. You know you want to eat a hearty breakfast. You're a big boy. One Ew. egg. What the? And it smells. It smells, too. Oh, good thing it has another bowl behind there. Yep. Got plenty. Where's that pile of clean Ew. bowls? Oh, by the sink. Ew. Oh, I'm glad we synced up for this. What? Oh, careful, you. Oh! oh! Klutz? That's Klutzer. Oh, no, gross. Oh, I'm going to puke 
Now, I would expect Roger Corman to have it bite his finger, right? That makes sense. Right. Doesn't happen. Hi, I'm looking for my brother. Yeah. Brother, are you in here? He's like, what oh, the heck is he's oh, like, chicken? He just had a big meal, yeah. remember? I think it's kind of tacky to eat chicken in a fried chicken in a slaughterhouse. <laughs> remember that show, Louie? He was like, well, chickens are dumb. Aren't they a little leery? We think they'd be a little leery of us by now, but no, they just. <laughs> there's never any protest. You never see like a. Martin Luther Chicken. Oh, no. Bye-bye, Clint. Bye-bye, Clint, who is an avid golfer but can't be a golfer anymore. Um, he had a hip Why replacement, that? and he had to quit. Was it because Carnosaur bit his head off? No, it bit his hip off. He used to play 150 rounds a year, he brags. That's every other day. Oh, well, who can blame him? I mean, he's been in the industry for so long. He must have a certain routine down. He's got a lot of time free to play golf. He also has a lot of free time because he plays World of Warcraft. Um, really? Well, well, that's great. He doesn't have to pay for skins to look like himself. Well, he does have that. Um he is known for his activity in the World of Warcraft game. Howard plays a game, the game under the name Extas, E-X-T-A-S, on the Herod Classic Realm. How cool is that? He must have been doing that for a while. Yeah. The I thing is, if you're a Hollywood a guy, you, you know, you go do a My Name is Earl episode, and then you're off for the rest of the day, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. They need you for a day shoot for Pumpkinhead 4, and then you got the rest of the afternoon. Now, he brings it to the coroner, which I guess makes sense. Right, there's only four actors in this movie. Is he in a body bag? Oh, no, no, no. No, she's just sick, and so she's bundled up. He's just checking on his patients now. Everybody's sick. There's nothing he can do. But have them sit around. There's no cure. So is it the coronavirus? Yeah, the carnosaurus virus. Oh, did you say carnosaur? No, I said coronavirus. This is a mock. Wow, always turn This is called a mockbuster. Wow. Well, so all these women are. Do they know they're pregnant? Park, right? Yeah. This is like the sick room. So this is like a, oh, this guy's a good dude. This film made about a million bucks. They spent 850000 to make it, and it made $1.8 So just under a million dollars right. they made. Uh, that's why Roger Corman does it. Well, you, you know, like it did have a theatrical release. They did have the hype about going against Jurassic Park, but in reality, yes. they were playing like in the Brookline in these little small art house theaters, you know, like your little hipster theaters. So it wasn't like it was playing at the AMC. No, no, no. Okay, so the assistant says, Doc, you know, Dr. Tip, uh, Dr. Tip T Tree, can I go home? I feel sick. She goes, 
Yes, but come down here first. I want to examine you. And now Doc, who got her at gunpoint, right, is just sort of hanging out in the lab now. Right. He's not even, you yeah, know. Yeah, like, he, he put his gun away, right? I guess so. Like he got himself down there under gunpoint, and then he didn't do anything with her. <laughs> and now it's business as usual for her. Yeah. I know, it's really weird. Well, I, I'm sure, like, they just edited whatever scenes they had with her just to get this movie out. <coughs> like, it's probably not Diane. Diane Ladd, man, she's in some good movies. And her, she's the mother of uh, uh, Laura Dern, right? Right, she's the mother of Laura Dern, and so everybody thinks that that's why she got the part. Uh, she won... Academy Award for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, 74. She won a Golden Globe yeah, for great movie. the TV show Alice, you know, in between 80 and 81. Um, she received Emmy Award nominations for Wild at Heart, Rambling Rose. She was in Chinatown, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Ghosts of Mississippi, Primary Colors, 28 Days. And she's the mother of Laura Dern and the ex-husband, her ex-husband is Bruce Dern. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all great actors. I love Laura Dern. Fucking, I don't know if you ever saw that movie where uh, uh, Matt Damon goes small, downsizing. He right. He's a little small guy. Yeah. He's fucking amazing in that movie. And then uh, she's good in uh, Big Little Eyes. I like everything Laura Dern does. And I, like, I like Diane Ladd and I like Bruce Dern. He's still acting. Okay, now, uh -oh. she was it's sick. A girl. She died, and now look what came out. Right, I'll take that. Husband's like, what the fuck just happened? Is it the husband? No, that's the... No, that's that guy. Look how calm he is. She was sick. She wasn't even pregnant. She just gave birth to a thing. Look at the yeah. mist coming out of the lab. See? Why is that weird? It's Let's just see, movies. Oh, look at Welcome to my museum of eggs. Well, she's okay. saying, be careful. Don't fuck with my eggs. And that's a strong, you know, later he'll be all happy about that because he can threaten her. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to shoot the egg. This is the most exciting I'm going to shoot the egg scene in That's movie right. history. <laughs> that is the most intense I'm going to shoot your egg scene I've ever seen. So, oh, yeah. Up there with the scene in Casablanca. The crew was given more time than usual in Corman Productions. Now, this was shot in 18 days, the principal photography at least. But... Simon, like Adam Simon had six months to research and write it off the book. Um, they ignored a lot of plot points from the book, but I'm saying six months because of the special effects and everything. <clears throat> they right. didn't want to use stop motion because it would take too long and interfere with the filming. Real-time models. It looks better, though. With. 
and green camera work. Yeah. How can we get into her? Yeah. But to the point of view of the carnosaur, he sees a chromatic uh, vision. So the rebel forces need to go here because the... Uh, I don't know. Know, it's not Star Wars. I don't know. It, um, so they had a three-foot T-Rex animatronic puppet. They had regular hand puppets. They had a suit model, you know, the suit... And they had the full-scale prop, of course, which was the robot. And it had a system life, like hinges and cables and pulleys. Uh, they had a lot of different uh, uh, puppets and robots and such. I heard, I heard they had to use part of the script to make that uh, carnosaur. Now it's turning into a pandemic kind of thing. And again, it's just another person who's right. sick. Contagion. Man, look at that car. That's pretty hot. Phew. It was very it's, difficult uh, for them to make this feel real. You know, the, the dinosaurs. Right. This guy's like, hey, thanks for taking my wife. Oh, I'm going to get going. That's exactly right. Hands on. Like, no, you're not. Come on, fellas, it's March Madness. You gotta let me go home. Yeah. Jeez. So they spent no, seven no weeks for me? with all the robots and special effects. Seven weeks. It's not your typical Corman, let's go and shoot movie. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I don't know how many theatrically released movies Corman for New Horizons were cranking out in 93. You know, I could see them make new munchies movie on DVDs, <laughs> you know, or because he would crank out these. You know, he's famous for his movies in the fifties and sixties, and they had a different distribution system back yes. then, where they were driving, so they just needed shit. There were double feature houses that just needed garbage. They needed a B movie, you know, and that, so they needed that a reason dried to get up. Kids he didn't there. go away. You know, he 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 stayed relevant. Yeah, because there's like video, direct to video, there's direct to cable, there's right right now, I mean sci fi, a lot of those like <clears throat> Octo Shark versus Shark of Toots, those are all Corman productions. She's crazy, man. Look at her act. Really a cuckoo. I don't know. Maybe she's sane. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, it's a clever idea. Let me uh, get, create a pandemic that gets women sick and produce uh, dinosaur babies. She's going to destroy the human race and replace it with robots. That's, is that the reason why I'm she's sorry, with dinosaurs. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the Dinosaurs that happen to be robots. Right. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, it all blurs together. Uh, it's another dinosaur pregnancy. Oh, yeah. This is like, I didn't come to see this. I did not pay to go to the fucking Brookline movie house to watch this shit. I came yeah. to see carnosaurs. Gross. Movie's so depressing. Tip tree. 
Crazy. Oh my god. Well, at least we don't have to watch Sam Elliott. Not Sam Elliott. Who's that? The guy in uh, Sam Neill. So this Doc Smith, I don't know anything. Raphael Sabarge, I just don't know him. Uh, best known for his role as Archie Hopper, Jimmy Cricket in the <clears throat> Once Upon a Time. And huh. he was in the Mass Effect trilogy. I don't know. He was on TNT. Oh, those, those are video games. Series Murder in the First. Right. Well, I'm sure everyone was. You know, Carl, I just realized what you were saying. Laura Dern was in Jurassic Park. Yes. So it finally clicked. So the weekend that she came out, her mom uh -huh. was appearing in a ripoff movie. Right. So people were like, it's a right. coup. They couldn't tell them apart. They're like, which dinosaur movie is starring uh, a Dern? Now, I don't know if it's very interesting, but also, um, uh, also, the, let me just see here. Clint Howard has a nephew uh, who's that woman in the new Jurassic Park films. Where is it? That's a bit of a strange. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A niece, right? Bryce Howard. Bryce Howard. Bryce, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. So, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, here it is. I don't know. Is that interesting? Corman couldn't have known that. Look at the doggies. I think they're so cute. They're going to get eaten. Oh, yeah. Oh, bad movie. You can, kill, you can kill 32 people, but the moment you get the doggy, that's it. Did the dog die? Yeah. Oh, all right. I'll check. Now, look. She's waxing oh. philosophic. She's waxing poetic about a world, a beautiful world that she's going to have made millions of years from now. So crazy. So she just wants to kill off the human race now. Right. So that she's you like know, a Carnosaurus Three was called. Carnosaurus. All right. Does the dog die, Carnosaur? Does the dog die? Yes. One vote. Does an animal die besides a dog, cat, or horse? Yes. Yeah, chickens. Are animals abused? Yes. Do they mean in the... I think those are the categories. Oh, does somebody vomit? Yes. <laughs> are there strobe effects? Yes. Is there childbirth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Does a pregnant woman die? Yes. Does someone miscarry? Yes. Is there sexual content? Yes. Yes. Now, this is Sheriff. Uh, is there blood gore? Yes. Throughout the film, and he's going to take on the dinosaur now. So he's like, come out here. It's just you and me. His name's Harrison Page. Yeah. <clears throat> Basically. Yeah, that's a cool name. Yeah, well, he's been all over, like, JAG and ER and, and Melrose Place and Quantum Leap, you know, Wonder Years, 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Like, all over TV. Dukes of Hazard, Hill Street Blues. Columbo, everybody's been in Columbo. Oh, he was in Kung Fu? Yeah. 
So you think he played cops in all those shows? No, but but sort of. Like Don Rickles, CPO Sharky, he was like a regular, and he was in uh, Beyond the Fat right. Valley of the Dolls. He was in Lionheart with John Claude cool. Van Damme. Okay, so he he's thinks, friends with one of the twins. He thinks the dinosaur's inside, but he gets a surprise. Ow! He got him. Nice shot. Yeah. Down for the count. So the cop is victorious. One. Sheriff Fowler. Two. Three. Eight, nine, ten. Ding, 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 ding. Sheriff wins. Sheriff wins. Don't go close to it, Sheriff. I know, you dumbass. It cost a lot of money to build that. Yeah, headshot. Quick before he chops you. <laughs> like a dinosaur knows what's going on. Oh, just shoot already. Ah! Oh. Let's see you. <laughs> that looks like alien. Ooh, valiantly <coughs> dies. Yep. In the line of duty. In the line. I'm sorry, ma'am, but you're. He died in the line of duty, protecting the world from a dinosaur outside a liquor store. That's what a pitch up. He got a raptor hook in his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> in the line of duty. Yeah, you heard me. Bum, bum, bum. So they After wanted like the guy who wrote this uh, book to write the script, and he did write a first draft, and he sent it to Corman, and then Corman like just never bothered to talk back, you know, just forgot about him. As a matter of fact, in the end, his credit is reduced to original story. That's not bad. You get money off of that. It might be that you don't get money, off. but there's no resemblance to the guy's book except for the name, and he was really disappointed. Can we be can we be honest? That's all you need in this movie is the name Carnosaur, and it's sold. <laughs> well, all you need is Jurassic Park, and it's sold. Look, if I have to kill you, yeah, I think I like Jurassic Park. That was pretty good. I like Lost World. I, I thought that was pretty good. Jurassic World. Party time. Excellent. Excellent. Party on, T-Rex. Party on, Carnosaur. <laughs> See, he shot... Diane Ladd is so not acting in this movie. He shot one of the eggs. She's so angry. She's so angry. That's her child. Don't look at her face. You say, "Don't do it." There's the uh, original anti. Yeah, they can make a vi a vaccine with that. That's what he wanted. So now he will leave the lab. Um, you see what I mean? It was so weird. He like went into the lab, got her at gunpoint, and then said, "I'm gonna hang with you for a while." Okay, James. <laughs> and she went, "Okay, darn it." And I'll tell you all about my evil plots. Right.
Miguel Disco. Yeah. This is the strobe lights I was warned about. The T-Rex, and that's the robot. That looks like one of those hallways, like you ever been to like a New York, like a Manhattan uh, 70s inspired like office complex where they have like a long hallway with neon lights in it? Yep. You, you walk through there to get to the building, it's kind of cool. Diane. Am I done yet? No, Diane, still more 20 minutes. Yeah, well, she was asking him, Simon if he could leave. He's like, nope. Yeah, that's the final act. Uh, well, Adam, I'm just going to sleep on set. It's just wake me when I'm, when my final scene is ready. Oh, no, it's a birth scene. I take it back. Yeah. Great. Now, she starts showing her cooch, but it comes out of her stomach. Huh. Well, it's, it is Iron Man. I don't know. I found the name Bryce Dallas Howard, Clint Howard's niece. And she is like a... Yeah. I don't like the term ginger. I like redhead much better, but that's what she is, just like her uh, just like her uncle Ron Howard. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was in uh, a Von, uh, Lars Trier, Lars Von Trier movie. I, she kind of... I don't know. I, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. You're right. I'll tell you, man, Jurassic World, who gives a fuck? I know. I Even I my son, who loves Jurassic Park movies, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But what about the world? It's like, all right, here's the dinosaurs we all love. Yay, killer dinosaurs. And here's two lovable characters that we're going to stress into three movies. Who gives a shit? I gave more shit about that little boy in Jurassic Park 3. Cause, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Jurassic Park 3, it's Lord Dern and Sam Neill. Like, we're still here. Oh, I think... Uh, didn't Goldblum show up in three? He didn't show up in three. Who? But he shows up in World. Jeff Goldblum. He no, shows up he in show Jurassic up in World. He showed up in the second yeah. one. Oh no! Ew, close. Diane, what are you doing? Ew. Ew. This is what this is what synagogue taught me about sex. Really gross. You yeah, have to rip it out of your stomach. Yeah, I'll never have premarital sex. Yeah. She likes it. She Mama. likes it. Watch, see her face. Oh, I like it. My dinosaur. Hey. <laughs> uh. Doc is back and he's got the serum. And of course, Good. girlfriend uh, is sick now. Charles in charge, girl. So he's just going to take care of his uh, Charles and Charles girl. No, he's going to fight the dinosaur and do what he has to do. Honey, how are you feeling? Oh, much better. This is a lot easier than being on the set of Charles and Charles. <laughs> she retired from acting after this film. Well, you know, if you put on a show, you get to give birth to a dinosaur. Dino dinosaur. Yeah, my dino is sore. Oh. <laughs> uh, so right. Think about the time you you finally left the set of Charles in charge. <laughs> right. Relax. 
Think about that. Think about happy things like leaving Charles in charge. So according to Corman, uh, <laughs> Dr. Jane Tiptree was originally envisioned for a male character who had a great deal of strength at the same time was an intelligent person, but no one was available is the way he puts it. So Corman rewrote the character as a woman and offered it to Diane Ladd, having previously worked together on the 1966 film Wild Angels. Oh, wow. Yeah. She must be good in that movie. 1963? 66 was Wild Angels. Yeah. Well, Bruce Turner did The Trip, right, with Corbin? Right. Back in 67 or something like that? Wait, The Trip yeah. with Jack Jack Nicholson was a Roger Corman film? Oh, you're right. I get the two mixed up. Well, The Trip and then there was Freak Out, right? Freak Out. That we sounds one of them. like Roger Corman, yeah. Well, there was one that Dick Clark ripped off. So, Dirk I'm pretty sure the, the trip is... Psych, yeah. Psych Out. Was it called Psych Out? It, it was Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I think so. And, Quantum Leap. And that was, that was a Corman ripoff. It was a Dick Clark production. And the Corman himself took acid and made a movie called The Trip. And I believe that had Peter Fonda and Bruce Stern in it. Now, is The Trip with... Jackie Gleason. Because that movie's still coming. Oh, that was to do. You, you recommended it. Well, well, there's the, oh, there's a, a series of mo recent movies called The Trip, which is uh, Steve Coogan and Rob something, uh, and they play themselves. They're kind uh -huh. of like successful British comedians. And they go to different restaurants. And they, there's four of these movies. I think five? There's the trip where they go through England, and then there's like the trip to Spain, the trip to Italy, and I think they just did the trip to Greece. I might have seen the trip. Uh, it was with, yeah, the English comedians, and it, the guy was like the fifth person he called. And... Yeah, 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 right, right, right. That, that's... But what was the Jackie Gleason one where he takes acid? That's called Skidoo. Oh, 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 oh. That, oh I, of course I recommend that movie. Skidoo yeah. with an exclamation point. It's coming. Yeah. So now he's going to give her the hot beef injection, and that will cure her of the dinosaur, I guess. But what does that mean? It'll stop oh, growing? I don't know. That's his excuse for anything. Oh, I, I know a cure. You're not going to say sex again, are you? Yes. Ow. Ow. Now, oh, look, these are all the sick people. By the way, this is Climax Nevada, which I think we saw in some other movie. Maybe you're right. It's a memorable name. Climax Oh, my God, he's grown. Yeah, this is the robot one. Wow. Was Climax Nevada... The the uh, postal the postal movie no maybe I don't remember much yeah. of that movie to be honest with you except for the offended stuff or maybe what's that movie with Dino and uh, they swap you know the they pretend the wife is is from my favorite Martian guy and 
That might be Climax Nevada. I forget. Okay, don't worry about it. Yeah. Kiss me stupid. Well, you know, you can watch my favorite... You can watch my favorite Martian on, on Tubi. T-U-B-I. It's a streaming service. They have all the episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Now we're getting to the final count. It's Tractor versus Dinosaur. Killdozer. Right, and it's really reminiscent Boing, of right, Aliens yeah. when... Uh, Ripley fights the alien with that that packing and loading robot. Well, I'm sure it was an inspiration. Well, they just used what they had, which were going, 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 going. This is why I like kill dozer. It's nice and simple. A Bulldozer hits a alien rock. Alien takes over the bulldozer and kills everyone. The end. Or yeah. but gets ensnared. The end. Now that it says Bobcat no. on the side, it doesn't say Eunice Corporation. See? But it's miniature too. It looks like somebody's like prop. Whoa! Stop lifting the camera to the angle. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. Whoa. He's more like Godzilla. He has not eaten a, like a beef jerky. This carnosaur must be hungry by now. Yep. Wait till he finds out he's a father to 400 carnosaurs. I'm out of here. That's the only way they get this dinosaur to leave town. You're the father. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be on Maury, and Maury's going to say, You are the father. <laughs> But Jane Tree oh, is the father of all of those. So look, why is why are we watching anything after Jane Tree giving birth? <laughs> right? They should have ended the movie after that. The fact well, that they have more minutes saved of Doc's effect. life. That's worth watching. I'd rather eat onions. Yeah, that's fine. They could have had all this before the doctor gives birth. Yes, they could have. It's just like such a gross scene. Like, why yeah, you, and you're your right. Closure. It should have been like towards the, you know, a, a sort of finale kind of situation. You can't follow that. You can't follow that. How, how can you follow that? Diane Lamb giving birth to her stomach to a, a dinosaur. And now, it's, now there's going to be a fight. Yeah, I'm done. He's he's winning. Roar, 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 roar. Oh, it's, oh, I'm sorry, Adam. Adam, Adam. I'm trying to get my character. What is a carnosaur? Cut. What is a carnosaur? I'm trying to get my character down. Should I be saying roar, 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 roar? I don't know. Let me consult with Michael Crichton's book. You should be saying rah, 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 rah. Why don't you try acting? Oh, that's low. I have. I must get into character. <laughs> Spielberg never treated me this way, Simon. Fuck you. Sounds like you can hear the robot. I guess it's the engine of the bobcat. Oh, yeah. It's the wheels inside the dinosaur robot. So sleepy. So I ate an edible. Good night. Dead. 
Yay! Humankind won. Carnosaur zero. Nice bedroom, by the way. Looks like they put a mattress over the piano. Now, here's a reason why this movie sucks, right? This is our hero. He's fought hard. He's won. He's beat the dinosaur, right? He beats the dinosaur. He deserves, right? We're vicariously living through him. He deserves to live and prosper and go off into the sunset with the girl. But instead, he will be shot and killed. Ooh, very 70s. No, but for no reason. It's random. He didn't say. Well, that's how George Romero's the crazy end. Yeah, why would they shoot him anyway? He's not a, if they're affected, it doesn't mean you got to shoot him 12 times. Look, that guy hit him on the shoulder. You see, he was dead after the fourth time, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, shut up. This is one of the real reasons why this movie stinks. There's no... Oh, then they have to burn the body. Right. Well, so he, he no came from the, the dinosaur brain. He struggled hard to win. Wow. Ew, burning a pregnant lady? Classy movie. Oh no, and their DVD collection. Trick 2. And and they're Down killing the, the um <laughs> Well what me worry. They're also killing the the yeah. serum that has the cure. They're burning it. I know what you know it reminds me of the crazies? It was remade too, but George Romero movie about a town that just goes nuts. And Donald Pleasant is the one guy who could who can cure it, and he runs out of the escapes only to be shot on on sight. And that's Night of the Living Dead too, right? Oh, here we go. Ooh, the reverse scroll. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We had watched Carnosaur from 1993. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Piece of shit. Good for your show. Lots to talk about. No, depressing show. Yeah, lots to talk about. Just depressing premise. I never liked this movie. But we were able to watch two out of Simon movies in a row. Right. Check out last week's episode. You can go to pcrcollective.org, a.k.a. mimiradio.fm, hit podcast archives, and find it uh, with the previous week's date. Wow. All right. So we get to do the reverse credits. This is the part where I get out of the, bra- uh, the Brookline movie house like, fuck, what did I do <laughs> in my life? Right. I think it was a midnight showing, too, so I watched oh, that like good. two so in the So at least you don't yeah. have that – there's that always that bummer when you leave the movie theater into broad daylight. Yeah, right. Well, Stop. speaking of broads, I was on a date. You know, when I was young, Mike, I would go on these dates, but I would always take them to see, like, Sandlot, which is a bunch of boys, or Problem Child, which is, like, misogynistic baby <laughs> shit. I never took – or Carnosaur. I never took anyone – you know, one time I was on a date in the early 90s. I went to see Goodfellas. And it was great, but, you know, my date dropped me off, and I was just like, what a neat movie, where's my date? You know, like, I got to see Aladdin, and when I went, uh, my date had her roommates with them, and I had to sit through a kid's movie, and they dropped me off. That was charming. Uh, that was a good way to spend my young life. Uh, operating title, service imagery, chickens of process. <laughs> Yeah, what a depressing. Even the credits are drab. Yeah, stage manager, studio teacher, craft services. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, 
I mean Michael, Michael. Chairman, who did Keep craft going. services. Well, usually they'll have something clever, like chicken and things, or, you know, Bobby's film is not this movie. Seven, All right. Six, hey, Carl, this is a top uh, I, I have two movies that I really want to see, okay. and I can't pick them between them. Okay. So I want to see The Castaways of Gilligan's Island, which is a TV movie. Would you be into that, or should we yeah. do the other movie? No, Castaways is good. The other movie? All right. So if we want to change the pace after these doubleheader of Adam Simon. I'm going to save my other good bad movie. Read the Torah book. Oh, Torah, science fiction. So next week's movie is a made-for-TV movie. It was the second in a series of uh, TV-length movies. This one is called Castaways of Gilgan's Island. It stars the late Bob Denver, the late Alan Hale Jr., the late Russell Simmons, and... Uh, not Russell Simmons, that's the, the, the rap Russell, uh, Russell Johnson, and special guests, the late Tom Bosley and the late Maria Wallace. I don't think we have a uh, trailer for it. Oh, it's called, do you want to do the trailer for Castaways of Gilligan's Island? In a world where Gilligan is castaway. Oh, I'm castaway! Okay, wait, I found it. The Castaways on Gilligan's Island trailer. Two minutes, 27 You did find it, okay. Okay, guys, we're going to actually hear... The actual, so we want you to go. Uh, for our friends listening, still listening, where can they find this trailer? Who's hosting it? Okay. Uh, okay. Y- you search for the Castaways on Gilligan's Island trailer, and the channel is Paul Dean Martin. Paul Dean Martin. And uh, okay. I'm at 000 buffered. In three, two, right. one. Wait, should I do? Go and get everyone all fucking screwed up. Three, two, one, go. All right. Hmm, some guys having fun already. Paul Dean's kind of thank you, Paul. This is probably a fan-made trailer. I guess. That is not the USS Minnow. That's an airplane. Is there something wrong with the audio? I don't hear. Yeah, I have it at 98. I don't. I hear like, oh, it's a minute three. I think this guy is bullshitting us. I don't know what the fuck we're watching, Carl. Right, it's a plane having trouble, so I guess it'll crash on the island. It's a minute three. Oh, finally. It really is Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Here on Gilligan's Island. Just a little bit older. And, uh, and one of them is not the original cast member. Can you figure out who? Uh, I'll probably Ginger, but I'll look. Marianne would definitely be on this show. Yeah, it's Ginger. Yep, Ginger is not the original Ginger in this. Why? Dyed her hair. I don't know. Why don't you ask uh, Scorch or whatever her name was? Okay, I will. From uh, a very Brady Christmas. So this audio is some other audio than the trailer. Yeah, this trailer's kind of weird. 
Well, I think I've seen this one. This is not the Harlem Globetrotters in that crash on. That's a different movie. Uh, I think this one they open up like a fantasy island love boat uh, resort, and we get to see adventures of like Tom Bosley and his wife on a, a resort. Come on, you. Or not? I have no idea. You pine? What is it? Pine space nut? <laughs> What was <laughs> you far out space nut, you? Far out space nut. Okay, that looks interesting. Bye. We shall see. Castaways. Okay. Castaways on Gilligan's Island. Okay. Castaways on, not of Gilligan's Island. You're absolutely right. Castaways on Gilligan's Island uh, will be next week's movie. So check it out. You can follow our podcast if you haven't already at LWASLMOYT. That's the reason for the acronym. Carl takes our episodes and the movies we watch and syncs them together. We have over like 50 videos and a great variety. If you go to our YouTube channel, you could do LWAFLMOYT. Don't subscribe. Don't like uh, our videos. Just check it out. And uh, we're also on Twitter with 30 followers. And we have a Facebook page. Let's watch the full <laughs> movie on YouTube. And we'll be back here on Mutiny Radio. Support MutinyRadio.fm. A lot of crazy stuff on the air. And you could... Uh, our GoFundMe descended. We want this uh, place to still exist. So go to Venmo, donate some money to at Mutiny Radio. Keep us on for another month. I dare you. Uh, and that's been the show. Carl, what a pleasure. Audience, what a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, thank you, Carl, for your hard work on this. I do appreciate it. I appreciate always. you. Always. Happy to do it. Great. Well, cool. Audience, we're always happy to do it. And we'll see you next week for the Castaways on Gillian's Island. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of français, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with my Stand-up open mic comedy before the 7 o'clock outdoor mutiny radio show. Uh, we're having our 34th outdoor show tonight since the beginning of COVID. Yeah, we've been doing this. Yeah, we've been holding it down here at mutinyradio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Um, yeah, we've been having safe, socially distanced comedy. 
through the entire uh, COVID debacle. So you're welcome. But uh, tonight we have a great lineup for you here on the happy hour. We've got a bunch of comics here to entertain you. Before the outdoor show, we've got Mike Evans Jr., Gnome Ogvan, Michael Chan, Hunter Uniac, Alessandra Valentini, Felipe looks like it starts with a G. G go Goo Vega, maybe. Who knows? All the comics are going to be here in just a second to make you laugh. And uh, I've been running some outdoor shows. We I Mutiny Radio just purchased a battery-powered PA. So we've been at Inchon Kajal Park at 17th and Folsom. This is the third time this week. Four o'clock, we're going to be showing up there, doing comedy outside for the people because there's just not enough stage time. I need, I need more stage time. Oakland is tight. Oakland is tight. Hey, if you guys are looking for something to do every night of the week, there is the Lake Mike show in front of the Fairyland sign, run by David Dominguez. He oftentimes has guest hosts, but. It's, it's at the lake, it's beautiful, the sun goes down over the water, and people make you laugh. So that happens every night of the week, too. Check that out in front of the sign at Fairyland. Also, hey, there's reservations available for the next two Wednesdays, the 28th and the 4th. Mutiny Radio co-produces a show with Asiento. We're on the same block here at... 21st Street. We're on 21st in Florida. They're on 21st and Bryant in a beautiful parklet. Delicious food, a wonderful time, dinner and a show at Asiento. Reserving your table is free for the show and just have a delicious meal under the stars in their beautiful parklet in front of their gorgeous spacey mural and we make you laugh. It's Mutiny Radio Comedian. So check that out please for the next two weeks. It's sold out every week so get your reservations early because it's an exciting time. All right. Hey, keep listening to Carne Cruda. They're a, an o- a local Oakland band. And this is called Oakland Tight. It's an old song. And we're going to listen to it a little bit more until we get started here. All the comedians are going to be inside, but we're not going to have more than 11 people in the building. As per COVID regulations, everyone be wearing a mask. We've got socially distanced chairs inside and mic condoms for all the people so i'm super excited we're gonna get started in like two shakes of a lamb's tail thanks again my name is tom benjamin i'm gonna be your host this evening all evening all right we're chilling I should toot my horn for just a second. Uh, on Halloween night, check me out at the 5, 7, or 9 o'clock show at the Diggy Bar in Sunset. Check out Hella Funny for showtimes on the 31st. I'm going to be dressed as Slutty Dora the Explorer.
are, there are 10 chairs inside. That's exactly as many people as we can have inside. Please leave your masks on until you go up on stage. There's mic condoms. They're plastic bags. They're on stage for you for your safety. If you brought your own microphone, that's great too. If you brought your own mic condom, that's also awesome. I haven't used this many condoms since 1997. So, wow, <laughs> we're really doing it here at mutinyradio.fm. All right, your first comedian of the night is here in the building, I think. Hey, Butch, is he? Gnome, are you here? Are you, uh, are you ready? Or Gary, you want to go up? You didn't sign up, but we got to get started. Gary, you want to go up? You didn't sign up, but we got to get started, and you're here. Hey. All right, everybody, put your hands together. It's Gary Hughes. I feel like I'm about to eat pussy for the first time. I don't. No, you got to open up the bag. Open, I know, I know, open just, up. But on, it's bro. not a dental dam. On, <laughs> dental dams about, from Planned Parenthood. Give it up. Give it up. There you go. Everybody. Yo. Gary Hughes. Yeah. I was already. Yeah. You can hear all these jokes I did earlier. <laughs> all right. Here it goes again. I'm just. <laughs> it's like it's like watching 85 South show when they be having too many chains on and nobody tells them that their mic is being interfered with. They just talk, DC Jonefly just talking in his chain. You're like, oh man, this sounds terrible. Or battle rap, never mind, that's battle rap. I won't touch it. <sighs> all right, thanks guys. Um, all right, what we're experiencing right now is called dead air, right? <laughs> but my girlfriend calls it quality time. And you know? pretty sweet thing. We don't always have to talk when we're together, Gary. We can listen to each other's heartbeats or something. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's your birthday, babe. Whatever you want to do. No problem. Let's do it. Oh, man. Life has been interesting. I got a job. Recently got a job. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I could say anything, and you guys will believe it. You know what I mean? That's the cool part about doing comedy is trust. Like, like your trust is like at an all-time high. Your accountability, like people like really just trust you right away. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> it's a fun thing to do. Uh, what's up with, uh, so all these white Disney kind of shows, you guys really, or those movies, like you guys really love food fights, I realize. You guys are a huge fan of food fights. That's a big part in your scripts. Like, uh, Is it a food fight mi middle? You know, uh, was it High School Musical? Food fight? In the, is there a food fight in the middle? Let's do it. Cause there's no black movies where there's food fights. I can't think of one. Could you? Could you think of one? I can't think of one. Any minority films where they just we just throwing food at each other? Free lunch? It's like yo, my dad just left my family. I'm so happy to have this free lunch. I don't have time to throw it at my homie. Yeah, I know it's nasty, but still, it's free lunch. <laughs> So it's yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh I do have what they call ha ha's in, in my life with Taffy. Those are that. 
this is, uh, you know, Da Vinci wrote Pig Latin just so people didn't, he wrote it backwards so people wouldn't get his jokes, so I kind of write with my opposite hand just to make sure nobody would steal my tags, because it's so hard for me to read sometimes. Um, <coughs> I'm waiting for, uh, there's great stereotypes everywhere, right? Uh, you drive a van, stereotype, you dress a certain way, stereotype, you race, you act a certain way, slim shady haircut, stereotypes, right? They're everywhere. I'm waiting for them non-binary stereotypes. Those would be fun. <laughs> you know, you'd be like, yo, non-binary people take long lunch breaks. They just take long lunch breaks. It's just something simple, but it's just like, you know, non-binary people are quite sensitive, so they'd be like, what? You talking about me? You know, it's so hard to go out to dinner with them, go out to eat with them, because they can't decide on what to get, among other things. It takes a long time for their drink orders as well, you know. All right, that's a stab at non-binary people. <laughs> yeah, no one's <laughs> no one's safe. I'm like Kendrick in control. No one's safe. <laughs> Nobody is safe at all. I, I hate missing dog posters around the city. It's a lot of them. Um, not a fan of missing dog posters. It's just the only thing because it reminds me of like old slave posters. Those are like where it started. Like slave, runaway slave, they put a poster up or a drawing up. So I always rip them down. I'd be like, let them be free, yo. You know what I mean? <laughs> they left for a reason. They left for a reason. Leave them dogs alone. Who dog wants to? I wanted to be own some dogs, but then I had like, <laughs> turns out I can't take care of pets. I So late September, well, that's my, I bought some ant farms, like two of them, and I've never had any pets of my own, right? And it came with 50 ants, and not even a month later, and by like, 50 of the ants, or like 45 of them are dead, right? They're, they're dead, and my homie was like, yo, just let the other five free. So I like went outside, I just opened the ant farm, and I let them go. And uh, I was like, I feel so good. I feel like Abraham Lincoln. I was like, I feel like I'm doing my civic duty to uh, gang other things uh, emotionally. You know, I feel better. I feel pretty good about it. There are... Four different McDonald's. <laughs> Never mind, I'm done. Now, there are four different types of McDonald's, right? Uh, there's one with a white staff, one with a black staff, Hispanic staff, and Asian staff. And one day, I'm going to have a huge punchline for that. <laughs> My name is Gary Hughes. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, pal. Gary Hughes. So um, you put the plastic bags in that other plastic bag that's um, attached to the wall because I use those for pot treats later because... You only slobbered on the outside, not the inside. So I'm gonna use those for cat food and get, those are real plastic bags. I'm actually hoping to invest in some compostable bags so that we can COVID compost. Your next comedian, he's an amazing human being. He's a writer, he's a hilarious comic. You're gonna love him. Put your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. sound is crazy. Two black comedians back to back. How many times are you going to get that at Mutiny Radio, right? Clap it up for that. Just had to shout that out real quick. Um, okay, so one of the first things that happened to me during quarantine was I caved on the no paying for porn thing instantly. It was like, uh, I think Pornhub Premium was free for like the first week when we all thought the pandemic was going to be like two weeks and everyone was like, oh, that's sick. Like, 
free porn for a little bit, and then they cut that shit short. At first, they were all in all of our size, and they were like, no, 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 no. We need y'all to pay for this shit again. So I didn't pay for that, but I started paying for OnlyFans, which is one of the biggest ripoffs I've ever encountered. Like, OnlyFans is cool because it's like, you know, there's girls that I used to go to high school with. I'm like, oh, I know I never had a chance with you, but now I can see you naked, so this is kind of cool, right? I can support your dreams. I think that's what I'm doing, right? Uh, but the only thing about OnlyFans is that it's the only streaming service that doesn't give you a preview first, so you don't know what the fuck you're buying, right? And that's kind of fucked up. Like, can I get, like, a free trial? Can I see what your nipples look like? You know what I mean? Just, just something, and I, I just... Not worth it at all. Not at all. Other thing is, uh, I guess, with quarantine, is these masks. Anybody ever here just, you ever like eating pussy and then put a mask on and then your face just smells like pussy for the rest of the day? No? Anybody? Yeah, everyone's not. Uh, yes, absolutely. All right, that's, oof. That is, it is rough. You can't really hide it because before you could eat pussy and go to church, no problem. But now, well, there's no church now. <laughs> Because we're all going to die soon. Anyway, um, what else? I was watching the debate last night, unfortunately. Don't know why I was watching it. Like, it was going to change how I feel about either of the candidates, right? Um, I feel like the major difference, though, between the candidates is, of course, the supporters. Like, I feel like it's rough because Biden has smart supporters and Trump has stupid supporters. Like, so we care about lying on this side and shit, you know? And that's... I mean, <laughs> I mean, it just it sucks for Biden. I wish Biden could go up there and be like, "Fuck everybody!" Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna free everyone from jail and just be fucking crazy. But I don't know. I don't feel like Trump is using his dumb supporters in a way that he could. I mean, he did the bleach thing, right? Which I thought I was like, "Wow, he's gonna do the Jim Jones thing. He's gonna just have all the supporters commit suicide." That's that's crazy. Like, I wish I was so famous to where I'm famous and my supporters are stupid, so I could be like, "Hey, everybody, just." Try sucking your own dick right now. Like, just see if you could try. I honestly feel like at a Trump rally, if you asked them to do that, they would, you know, they would give it a try. Where'd my phone go? Oh, it's over there. God damn it. Yeah, those are my jokes. <laughs> over there. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Feeling all happy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, head is, a, head is a funny thing. I've been trying to get my girlfriend to give me better head since Corona started. And we're trying new things. I'm like, hey, you know, we're in this for the long haul, apparently, so you, you got to get better at something, you know. Uh, I feel like you can tell a lot about head. I don't know what it is about, like, uh, about trauma in head. I feel like the girls, I, I'm just, I, there's a connection there. Like, girls who are giving me the best head, they don't have the best relationship with their dads. I don't know what it is about arguing with your parents that teaches you how to suck a dick, but... There's a connection there. I mean, even with like eating pussy, like me, I, I was really good at eating pussy because my dick game was horrible. It was atrocious, like, like uh, fucking erectile dysfunction out of this world. So I got really good at eating pussy. No, no real punchline. It's just, it's just some truth, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, uh, <laughs> I feel like you know beating a child is not good, right? But <laughs> I do feel like child abuse has led to some of the best superstars, like Michael Jackson. Like, do you think Joe Jackson was like training his, you know, training his family to be boxers at first, and he was like, "Wait, you niggas can sing?" <laughs> I just feel like one day he told Michael Jackson, "He's like, you know, one day I'm gonna slap the black off of you." 
Good night, everybody. Mike Evans Jr., everyone! Hooray! And then yay! Yes! All these people are going to be famous someday, so I'm so glad that you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm in the happy hour because you just watch out for Gary Hughes and Mike Evans Jr., both amazing writers and lovely people. Your next comedian, he's got a, like a tiny guitar. I think they call it, like, it's a di- it's not a ukulele. It's like a it's like a guitar for a child. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Noam Osband. going to be a religious person, right? It seems to me like the God who'd be the easiest to hang out with, the one who would just be really laid back, right, is is Jesus. I am not Christian. I am Jewish, right? I don't have a bone in this fight. But Jesus seems, he seems laid back, right? Compared to other gods that it could be, compared to Yahweh, compared to Shiva, Jesus is pretty laid back. Far be it for me to tell the Catholic Church how to do their thing. Okay, in fairness, there's certain things I could tell it to do or not to do, as it were. But I, I have a, a song. I have a song that I think if I was a Catholic missionary, I, I would... I would try to get my flock this way. There is a line that repeats. It's a line that encapsulates, I think, a lot of what's attractive about Christ. Again, to be clear, I don't have a bone in this fight. I am not Catholic at all. But I just appreciate a good God when I see one, right? Ain't no bloke I'd rather take a toke with than hippie-headed high-five Jesus. He puff pass pass, always share his stash. Hippie-headed high-five Jesus. He'd be so concerned with the munches that we yearn for. Hippie-headed high-five Jesus. Dying on what wishes, eating up loaves and fishes with hippie-headed high-five Jesus. Come on, people, is he a hippie? Yes. Did he have long hair? Maybe. Was he hot? Come on, you've seen those photos. Blonde hair, blue eyes, washboard abs. You can sing along. Oh, there ain't no dude I'd rather take a road trip cruise with and hippie-headed high-five Jesus. He'd say good to drive, let me drink cold 45, hippie-headed, high by Jesus. And if we crossed state lines and some cop finds out wet lines, then hippie-headed, high by Jesus. Oh, Christ would never snitch, cause Christ, he ain't no bitch that hippie-headed, high by Jesus. I mean, be serious, just think about it, right? Just be rational. Which 
which other deity is nearly as sexy as Christ Jesus? Right? Oh, come on. For what it's worth, I'm straight, but I know a good stomach when I see one. Which other God is nearly as sexy? Allah? I don't know what he looks like. That's the point, right? Yahweh? Come on. Yahweh definitely is like an angry old abusive man with a long nose hair and ears that need to be shaved as well. Buddha? Now, to be fair, if that's your thing, that's cool. That's great. It's not, it's not mine. You know what my thing is? I'm attracted to the abs of Christ Jesus. might be a little bit rough. The, uh, the holidays are coming up, so everyone's about to get really mad at Walmart again for saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. But I love when people get mad at restaurants and chains and corporations like that because they don't get mad for the right reasons. My favorite restaurant and chain is Cracker Barrel because it's the only restaurant with a racial epithet in its name. What's next? N-Words Pasta Hut? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sort of. I love racial slurs in the PC era because most of them are gender neutral. Which makes them pretty cool if you're a San Francisco Democrat. Now, for the greatest transition in the history of comedy, because I have to do this joke before SNL butchers it tomorrow, there was a guy at New York Times and uh, CNN who got caught jerking off on a Zoom call. I've been on five Zoom calls in my life, and I still have yet to masturbate in front of a camera. So I think either I'm a great journalist or I'm awarded the title 
of the world's second horniest journalist. Now, he claims it was an accident, and he didn't know that his camera was on. The first thing I do when I pull my pants down and open up an incognito tab <laughs> is look if the indicator light is on. <laughs> is my FBI agent going to see this? Um, I used to date a porn star, which was really cool at the time, until she'd come home and talk about how great a day she had at work. <laughs> Do you guys remember, like, 2014, there was that viral video of that lady talking about how she could get her men off with a grapefruit? How American is that, that we have so much food that we can use it for sexual favors? You know where they don't have that luxury? Uganda. No guy is sitting around saying, hey, baby, you want to stick a bunch of American Hunger Relief Foundation rice into my urethra tonight? There's a b I, I was listening to the radio the other day, and there's this band called Wild Cherry. They did that song, Play That Funky Music, White Boy. One, I'm not taking any life advice from a band of four white guys. Two, they elaborate with, play that funky music till you die. I'm not going to sit on stage and play a groovy walking bass line until I die. That's some Mike Pence give the gays the electric chair death sentence. You know how I'd rather die? Through people injecting enough World Relief Hunger Foundation rice into my urethra. Thank you. I'm Michael Chan. This has been my time. Yay, Michael Chan. Hey, you did exactly four minutes. Uh, or no, you I was, you did exactly three minutes. I was just about to light you, so thank you. Good job. Michael Chan, yay! Your next comedians is one of my favorite people, not just because he's hilarious, but also because he's saved my life. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Uniac. What's up, guys? Uh, my name's Hunter Uniac, a little bit about me. My dad's a current tweaker, my mom's a former coke addict, and I'm a raging alcoholic, which means my parents have to be proud of me. That's fun. When I, uh, my first job, uh, my dad was my boss. You guys ever like work with your father? Who's your boss? Yeah, for those of you who don't know what it's like, let me give you an idea. idea. You ever get fired and grounded on the same day? <laughs> Fucking sucks, dude. I lost my allowance, but I gained severance pay. It's pretty cool. I do like working construction. Like I used to work in fast food, food service for a very long time. But my favorite part about working construction is nowhere in my job description does it require me to give you your house with a fucking smile. You know what I mean? Like there's no HR in construction. You know, like you can't call into HR and be like, hey, your worker assaulted me. You know what? He put a roof over your head. He's allowed to beat you. Fuck! I'm turning into my father. That's horrible. Anybody who's ever been abused gets it. That's crazy though. Right, so... I just had a mental breakdown for a little bit. Let's do this. It's really hard. It's really hard being white. It is. It is. Fuck you guys. Stick with me. <laughs> it is, dude. Like you know how hard, like how bad of a job minorities make as stepping stools. That's really fucked up, dude. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm like I'm not saying being white is not based off your skin color. It's a mentality. You know, like you want to know the white mentality. Like you're having to movie, watch a movie with your friend, and there's a last like pizza bite going on there and you're like you, they offer to you offer to them and they're like no don't worry I'm a fucking vegan I don't know I um the most productive thing I've done all COVID is I got a new couch yeah yeah me the best thing uh, the most productive